podcast of West Tigers. Well, hello, welcome to episode 10 of Behind the Raw, the official podcast of the West Tigers, uh, where we kick speculation into touch, where we give it to you straight and where we learn more about the people and the stories behind this great club. This episode has a real women's rugby league focus to it uh, ahead of our inaugural season in the NRLW. And as we speak, we are expecting the uh, NRLW fixtures to be released. Um on Sunday at Campbelltown Sports Stadium, West Tigers unveiled a further nine players for the 2023 NRLW squad. Most of those uh, ladies uh, are local juniors. So that now takes our total squad for the upcoming season to 17. There are another handful of women players that will be announced in the coming days. Um, so keep a watch out for that. And uh, I don't know, we may be able to drop one of those names a little bit later on into this uh, very program because we do give it to you straight and we do give you scoops when we can. Our guest this week has played uh, five seasons with West Tigers, starting um, back in 2019, our first season in the Harvey Norman Women's Premiership. Uh, She will be a very big part of our first NRLW team. She's worn the blue and gold for Parramatta in the NRLW. She has represented the Maori All-Stars and is on the comeback trail from her second ACL injury. Uh, The latest one rubbed her out of the game for pretty much the past 12 months. She's also a very big part of our community team here at West Tigers. It is a very warm welcome to Botil Betty Welsh. Thanks for joining us on Behind the Raw, Bo. Thanks for having me. You are the very first NRLW guest on Behind the Raw. You must feel pretty special about that. Yeah, it's a pretty big privilege. I'm a bit nervous, though. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be nervous. Hey, um, no, great. I- I'm really glad you have taken a bit of time out of your day to join us. The next few months, you must be really excited about what's ahead. Yeah, I'm so keen. I just want to get into it and get back on the field and be amongst the girls and be able to wear the Tigers jersey again. I'm very excited. Uh, before we get into the set of six, um, Oh, so I'll tell you how it works if you haven't. Have you listened to any of it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so you're, you're cool. You know where we're going then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we'll have a set of six. We'll get to know you. Um, we'll talk some real footy stuff in the middle of the show, NRLW stuff, and, and your role too here at the club. I do know that we put out uh, on Insta some questions from the crowd. So we've got a few coming in as well. I haven't yeah, seen them sweet. yet. So they'll be, yeah, it'll be all off the cuff. And then at the back end with about five minutes to go, we'll um, have our final five. For future episodes, by the way, if you do want to have uh, give a question to our guest, it's pretty simple. Jump on Instagram, just direct message us, um, and we'll shoot the questions through. Some of them we have to filter, obviously, and vet. Um, but in the main, they've been really good. We You can leave a voice memo too on Insta. So that's another way to get in touch and you can be a part of um, Behind the Raw. Let's just go back to, to Sunday's game Um at Campbelltown, Bo, you, uh, as I say, you were a very big part of the community team. And I don't know if those good crowd in, in pretty wet conditions, a very vocal crowd. And we were so, so bloody close to that, that elusive win. We'll talk about that in a moment as well. But your role with our community team um, on match day, one of the events that you pretty much run is the new initiative called the Halftime Heroes. Now, the crowd... Absolutely love that relay race. I think it came down to a, almost a three-way dead heat. They got into it, didn't they? Yeah, they, the crowd gets. As soon as the crowd gets behind us, the kids feel like they are the superstars of the day. So, um, yeah, we had a few clubs that were down to the last ten meters in the race, and it was very exciting to have the crowd uh, yelling and cheering. Oh, they loved for them. it. They, it. It was it was purely organic stuff, right? Yeah. They they didn't need any prompting. They just and the kids. They were running their little hearts out with big smiles on their faces. So some of those, so the Halftime Heroes, that's part of our Back to the Juniors program, right, uh, where we invite all those, our local clubs, um, players go out and do visits with the clubs, and then they come and perform on match day. Some of the clubs there, I know at least we put invitations out, was it Campbelltown Collegians? We Campbelltown had, Warriors? Yeah. Who else did we have? Ingleburn? Yeah, so we had... All Saints, Liverpool, Campbelltown, Warriors. We had Minto Cobras, 
Um, Ingleburn Tigers, Appen Dogs. Appen Dogs, oh, that's And Mittagong Lions. Mittagong Lions. And so no Bargo Bunnies? Nah, Bargo Bunnies couldn't be a part of it this time, <laughs> but there's still a couple more rounds to go, so hopefully we can get them out to yeah. the race in there. Yeah, I mean, and, and so just touching back on that game too, uh, look, I know you are the women's voice, but you're, you're very much part of this club and you are dealing with these guys pretty much every day because part of your role also is coordinating a lot of those player appearances at community events. So you're pretty much part of the inner sanctum. You see what goes on at training. You see the mood they're in. Um, there is obviously disappointment that the result still hasn't come. But judging by the way I'm hearing the players talk and seeing them around the place and the way Tim's talking as well, that effort is still there, the attitude is there, I guess you don't throw the processes out the window now. Yeah, I think it's just a bit of a grind. Obviously, we see the boys around the club um, throughout the week and, you know, you tend to become a part of their support system because you think, oh, while I'm around you guys, I want to make sure you guys do the best and, you know, enjoy your footy. So it's a, it's pretty stink to see them not come away with the results at the end of the game. But I don't think it's a lack of effort or no. a lack of attitude. I think that we're very close and um, Sunday was a, a perfect... Um, picture of how close we really are so it's just stay on that grind stay together and work um, work mm. hard and eventually it'll come hopefully sooner I thought, than later um, it will it will come I thought Appy was just gee, he was outstanding yeah the skipper um, he's a man eh? he's so yeah. sharp he came down to help um, the girls out at Harvey Norman at a couple of our sessions so yeah we're all big super yeah. fans of him now he's great yeah. he's such a good leader and uh, yeah when he was appointed captain some people thought, oh, might have thought, is he the right choice? But I've got no doubt they've made yeah. a really good decision there. He's a super guy. He yeah. really is. Because I've had to deal a lot with him, as you have. And uh, But just performance-wise, my goodness, he was so strong. Um, lovely to see Jareem make his yeah. NRL debut cool, too. Eh? So cool. He did pretty mean too, eh? He was pretty yeah. sharp out of the back. Yeah, a little. He made a, a, a blue, but he was good. When he came out of that in goal and got back into the field to play and then took the ball up to the 20. The crowd was on its feet. Yeah. It was a real special moment for young young Jareem um, and his family were all there and I was privileged enough to be in the dressing rooms when he was presented his jersey. Oh, cool. um, Johnny Dorahy, who was appointed to the board last week actually, so fullback to fullback. Um, really emotional Jareem. He welled up and, and you know, he, he was just so emotional. But that's beautiful to see, isn't it? Yeah. Because we think all, of these. Yeah, I think we all think that these uh, NRL guys are some superhuman people with no feelings, but you can see when they are yep. given their first um, debut jersey that like, it's a moment that these guys have been working hard for for many years, not just this year that they get to um, debut, but once they're younger, coming through the systems, mm. I think it's a real special moment. And it's real cool to see all their families get behind them and mm. you know make these cool airs, banners and stuff in the crowd. Yeah, it's beautiful, and, and I don't think I'm – talking out of school here, but a couple of the boys as well, I could see them starting to tear up a bit in the in the change room as well when, when Jareem was getting so emotional. It was a really it was a special moment and mm. just a shame we didn't come away with the win. But we'll go again in Bathurst on Saturday. <laughs> Doesn't get any easier. We're up <laughs> against the Panthers. But I mean you just got to keep doing what you're doing. Exactly. You've got to grind hard. It's that underdog title is always the best title to come come into a game with because there's no mm. expectations for you to do too well. But then as soon as you nip them in the butt, you're looking mm. much mm. better than where you were before. Hey, talking about oh, – we haven't got to the set of six yet. <laughs> talking about um, emotions, right, uh, the Balmain Dawn service, you went along to that. Anzac, Anzac round and, and Anzac day, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a special time of the year in the rugby league calendar. Yeah, it's, it's a massive moment for – um, the servicemen and women um, of the country and obviously of New Zealand as well. So um, I was very blessed and very mm. um, honoured to go down to the dawn service and um, be a part of that, which was pretty, pretty special. Mm. All right, well, we better get into it because that's a real, that's a big warm-up. That's like a half-hour <laughs> warm-up out there. Let's get into the uh, the opening set of six. Where at, you hear it? There it is. There, there is the whistle, Bo. So let's get to know you a little bit better, shall we? Um, so how did it come about, you first joining West Tigers? Um, we, oh, geez. Um, the West Tigers had just announced that they were going to jump into the Harvey Norman 
um, competition and I was over at a couple of other clubs and um, one of the coaches, Rehana Muru, he was coming over to the Tigers and we were pretty close with him. So I thought, oh, yeah, why not make it a little bit of a family trip and come over? And um, it was the best decision so far because this is the first club that I've been able to stay at and call home and not have to jump all over the place to uh, find the best club for me. And there's been so many developments since you arrived at the club, and we'll talk more about the Centre of Excellence and our, our NRLW licence now as well. Uh, we'll save that for, for middle of middle of the potty. But um, question two that you've you got to tackle. So can we just go way back? Cause, and I, I sort of know a bit about your background because we've had a few chats before. But you come from a really small New Zealand seaside village. I think the census had the population at about 157. Take us through your childhood, when you moved out here, all that sort of stuff. Um, our childhood's pretty cool, eh? Like, you live off the land, you get to swim, um, play in the bush, do everything with no worries of um, snakes or spiders or any scary things like that. So you, I reckon living in New Zealand in the country towns is like a paradise because you get to explore and you really learn about everything and anything through um, experiences. So I can always say that my childhood was really, really cool. I have um, three older brothers um, and my parents are teachers, so we all were at the same school um, in Taipa, New Zealand, and, yeah, it was it was me and Az. How many in the school? <laughs> oh, maybe like 600, but that was like from kindergarten all the way to year 13, so a whole schooling life in the one school, and there wasn't many. I came to Australia and went to Westfield Sports, and there was more people in my year group at that school than there was in my whole school in New Zealand. So it was a bit of a culture shock and a bit of a population shock oh, for I, us. I bet it was. But am I right in saying when there was about 200 people in the population? Yeah, yeah. There's village? not many people there. Everyone has to come from the surrounding towns to come to school there. Oh, so that's why there were 600 yeah, students, yeah, even yeah. though the population, I'm just trying to do my math. Not many live there. Everyone has to catch a bus from out of town. And how many in your, in your class then would you have had? Oh, like 18, 20? yeah. Still a decent size. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you were quite a gifted athlete, right? And I think all your family were pretty gifted athletes. So am I right in saying you had to travel too far to go to any athletics carnivals with proper athletics tracks? Yeah. So you sort of – did you did start your own athletics? Yeah, club? so um, oh, I think my brothers would love to be uh, called gifted athletes. Um. Yeah, am I? Yes, no? <laughs> no, no, nah, yeah, we can, we'll, we'll stay with that though, like that plug. Um, <laughs> nah, yeah, so we lived up north, there's no athletics track, you run on the grass, um, you don't really wear shoes up there because you live on the beach, so <laughs> shoes aren't necessary, um, unless it's summer and the prickles are there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so we used to have to travel down to Whangarei, which is a couple of hours away from where we stay, and that was twice a week um, just to run in competitions and... Um, my parents just had enough. There's four of us kids playing sport and driving two hours for two of us um, makes it a little bit tricky um, when my other brothers are all trying to play sport as well. So my uh, parents decided that they'll just make their own athletics club up north and invite all the kids um, to come and be a part of it and we'll just compete for our own town and there was uh, pretty much me and my brother in the uh, club and that was it. <laughs> so, okay, barefoot, I get all that. You should actually, you probably should come and... Northern beaches, my sort well, of. Well, when I first moved to Australia, I thought there was beaches everywhere, and then we landed in Parramatta, and the closest <laughs> well, beach is forty-five minutes away. <laughs> well, I so, grew up in Parramatta. Well, we used to call Parramatta River our beach. Yeah, that river. There's Lake Parramatta too. Oh yes, actually. Did you know where that is? Yeah, yeah, I've been there. But there's eels that sit under the rock, yeah, yeah, and they yeah, like nip at your feet. No, nah, they're all right. Doesn't sound right. too nah, fun. No, nah, no, they're okay. They're okay. Your decision, your parents moving, em emigrating to Australia. So, how old were you when you moved out here? And and did they? Well, you tell us, why did they bring you out here? Um, so my dad and my two older brothers moved to Australia in 2008, I think. Um, my dad came here to Australia to the Australian Sports College down in Canberra. to mm -hmm. Institute on a, of Sport? Yeah, Institute of Sport on, as a, like a coaching scholarship that he got. Um, for athletics? For every sport every that sport. he Yeah, so he used to do rugby, rugby league athletics touched any sport he was coaching us up there so he got um a scholarship to come over here and um have an opportunity there and he brought my two older brothers but when you come from a country town and you come over here um it's a little bit of a shock to the system so my older brothers came back to new zealand they didn't really like australia 
And then um, – they, they didn't like it? Nah, they were teenagers, so they had girlfriends and stuff. Oh, so well, there you go. Australia wasn't the, the um, priority at that moment. Um, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And they're real, real homely kind of kids, so it was a bit hard being half of the family over here and the rest of us back in New Zealand. So they came back, and then 2010 we all made the decision to come over to Australia. Better sporting opportunities. We don't have to travel mm. five hours to um, compete at – and carnivals and sport and yeah just opportunities that australia provides us in sport and in life in general is was the biggest sell for us to come over here and definitely paid off so where where is family settled where are they now in australia or new zealand here oh we all uh well there's majority of us are in Parramatta, and then my parents they live out in broken hill which is way out in the whoops of australia yeah they're teachers out there so i was gonna say how'd they end up Getting, they got placed out there for work. Yeah, oh, yeah. They decided to go out to Broken Hill and um, teach wow. out there and see the devil. Where they taught in New Zealand in the country area, yeah. but yeah. now they're like fifteen hours away and there's no beaches out there. So no, struggle you, street. Have you spent much time out there? Nah, no, nah, not, not yet. Not for you. Nah, it's either five hundred degrees or it's zero degrees. So there's not really a time that I would like to go to Broken Hill. Uh, well, weather-wise. I'm sure there are lovely parts in. in. Well, in Broken Hill, I haven't been there. Nah, well, there's twelve pubs. My dad reckons twelve so gone to every single oh, pub. Oh well, so. there's plenty of miners. Yeah, they do like yeah. a shandy or two. Yeah, it looks like it'll be a cool area, but if it's that far away from the beach and um, it gets that hot and that cold, it's just not it's selling good it movies, for me. I reckon good movies filmed in Broken Hill. Uh, they have that drag queen um, parade. That was there, as Priscilla. Well. Yeah, yeah, Priscilla. They have that every that, year as well. My mum loves it. I bet. Well, that's probably what's keeping most your entertaining it. thing in Broken Hill, probably. <laughs> yes. Oh, wow. Um, righto. Question. I think this is the last tackle, Bo. Um, well, there's two to go. You showed a lot of promise as an athlete as a kid. When did you realise that you were pretty good at rugby and, and, and rugby league and you wanted to take it seriously? Um, hmm. I still think I'm pretty average at it. I've still got a lot to learn with footy um, and just sport in general but I think maybe 2018 I had the opportunity to play at Roosters um, I got caught into the into the squad because one of the um, girls had gotten pregnant and couldn't play so they chucked me in which was pretty cool for me and I think the little uh, taste of what professional footy in that environment I only played the one game because I wasn't very good um, kind of showed me exactly where I would like to be but obviously as a better player so, yeah, I, I seen that kind of environment and I was like, oh, yep, sweet. If I train hard and actually know how to play, then maybe this could be where I can see myself. Well, you must have been pretty good. You have trained hard and you have improved. Yeah. And you yeah. are a very good it's player. A while. And you are one of our key players <laughs> in NRLW, Bo. So, um, very humble. I know, I know you are. Right, a final, final tackle in the opening set of six. Referee has the arm um, um, in the air, Bo. Away from football. What does Bo do in his spare time? Away from footy, I pretty much work. Working is like my life. I work in a community space and it's something I'm really passionate and I really enjoy. It's giving back to the community. You know, you always dream of being a big NRLW star or big NRL star, but you never can get to those places if it's not for the people who have dealt with you through um, your lower stages of life and um, me going back and giving back to the junior league clubs and all that kind of stuff is something I used to do in my free time um, when I wasn't trying to balance footy and work so now mm. to be able to have that as a job is something I'm really like I'm pretty stoked about and I really enjoy so that kind of stuff I live for and I and I really do love it so um, if yeah if I'm not at footy or if I'm not at work I'm trying to go out and help some of the young kids um, enjoy their footy and learn through experiences without having to actually go through those experiences. So, yeah. It sounds similar to, to um, Shannon Gallant was on last episode. And again, we were talking about you find a job that you love, you'll never work a day in your life. Yeah. It sounds like, okay, but come on, away from that, right? Away from here, away from footy. How does Bo let her hair down? What are you into? What are some of your hobbies, pastimes? Oh, before I was injured, I tried to take up surfing, which was pretty cool. I could like get up yeah. on, the, on, on the board, which was pretty pretty mean big um, long foamy or something or yeah just yeah. a little hired one that they yeah. taught like lessons on um oh, my brother's my brother was a pretty good surfer he surfed um in new zealand in competitions yeah. and stuff like that but he would never teach us so oh. um i tried to do it myself and had to pay for lessons but i really like surfing eh? oh. 
Come up my way. I've got to go for your Yeah, I actually went out to Manly boards. to learn how to surf. We did it in a, at a, one of our Aussie camps. We went to the surfing academy yeah, no, somewhere. No, we'll go Gold right Coast. up to Palm Beach. Palm right Beach. up the end, the last one, Northern Beach. Is that Beach. where Home and Away is filmed? Yeah. Yeah, cool. But down in the south end of Palm Beach, there's a little place called Kitty's Corner. Oh, yeah, is that where all the kids? The, yeah. Oh, yeah. It'll, it'll get us. you up there. Yeah, sweet. All right. We'll do, do, you have a, do you have a surfboard? I've got plenty of surfboards. Oh, yeah? Big long ones, spare ones. Yep. Like learner The ones? one with your no, name on it. Oh, yeah, sweet. That's us. Right yeah. All right. Well, that is the opening set of six. We better get into some um, some some of the nitty-gritty. I mean, we've covered a fair bit of ground um, already, Bo, and I, I, this episode is not going to be a short one. Are you okay to stick around for a while? Yeah, I'm sweet. All right, good to go. Bryden's lawyers are the lawyers you know and trust. If you require legal representation, then why look anywhere else? Call Bryden's lawyers on 1800 848 848. Bryden's lawyers, we do support you in your time of need. Let's talk about the NRLW, the squad that we have got assembled already. Um, yourself, obviously, Kezi Apps, uh, Sarah, uh, Togatui. Then we had Nevada George, Rakia Horn, Lasana Lutu, Christian Pio, Tess Staines. And then we announced another nine at the weekend, inc- including the, the Curtin sisters. So I'll go through the whole lot there. Bianca Bennett, Sophie and Emily Curtin, Rebecca Pollard, Imogen Gobrin, Hope Tavunga. Pronouncing that right? Yeah. Um, Josie Lenaz. Ebony Pryor and Jess Kennedy. So we've got 17 on the books now. And there's another two or three being announced in the coming days. And then there might be, I think, another couple as well. How's it shaping up, in your opinion? I think it's starting to look really good. We've got a lot of our local girls that have played in our Harvey um, team, but also that have come through the Tasha Gale system within the club. So it's really cool that the club... um, has really invested in our young girls that are coming through and have been at the club for so long and it's always um, been them waiting for this opportunity so to the club finally having an NRLW licence and they're on board straight away. is It's really exciting. So we've got the players signed. It's all coming together. Pre-season starts at the end of May, I think, and we'll chat about where you're at with your rehab as well. Um, but pretty much as we speak, the draw is being released as well. What we do know, and we should be excited about, we've got Parramatta at Combank Stadium for our opening game, your former club. Yeah, I'm pretty keen for that. Eh? Um, Parramatta was where I was last year um, when I got injured, and um, I really had a, like a little bit of a soft spot for Parramatta since that was the first suburb that we moved to once we moved to Australia. So that was a cool um, experience to play there. Um, but, yeah, I'm keen to be back there at Combank and... Um, Ripping, I think it'll be pretty exciting. I think, I think you look better in the, the black, the white orange. And orange. Yeah, yeah the orange is gold. like a deceivingly really nice collar. How, um, on a serious note, I mean, I have seen pictures of you in the blue and gold, but I think you look more at home here. <laughs> Feel look more at home here. Yeah, yeah, well, you should do. How competitive will we be in, in year one? Oh, I think anytime you start a club and you um, – Rain girls in from other clubs, it's always there to be more than just competitive. We're not here to just be a number on or a, a team on the list. We're here to compete and we want to, you know, make our stamp early. And um, I think para- being, going up against Parramatta with so many players in our squad that have come over from Parramatta is going to be an awesome way to uh, just to make our mark on the competition and show that we're here not to muck around, but we're here to play and we're um, going to be competitive and good yeah. at it. Yeah, absolutely. So Kezi's yeah, a real role model, I guess, for a lot of young girls and, and women as well, rugby league players. She's done it all um, and still has plenty to offer, doesn't she? Then Sarah, tell us a bit more about Sarah. Sarah's Talk the man. Uh, so we call her Sulla. Sarah's just a very uh, weird name for her. It doesn't really suit her, obviously. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Sulla's the man. She's so skillful, so strong, so powerful. Um, Position? Uh plays anywhere in the middle, yeah, I think, middle. so yeah. far. Um, but, yeah, she's sharp. She's really good. If you um, have the chance or get the chance to have a look at her um, game, Roosters against Dragons 2021 final up in Queensland. Yeah. She uh, got player of the match for that game. I can't remember what the... Um, I remember I Googled that, actually, and I saw some some highlights. Yeah. She's, she's good. She's so... Mm. She's deceivingly really fast, too, so... 
great on her feet, very mm. strong, very um, powerful, and is like very genuine and um, yeah. kind as a person as well. So it's really, really good to have her in the club. Really hu- humble and grounded and strong faith as yeah. well. Um, so I don't know her, but only I've met her a few times briefly. So uh, other girls there, um, not Lasana Lutu, that's – She's just come on in leaps and bounds in in recent years, hasn't she? Yeah, another a Campbelltown. She's so young as well, but she is so wise beyond her years. She's going to be really good. Get her fit. Get her fast. And her nickname? Bucky. Bucky. Bucky yeah. So uh, when anyone says Lasana, we, we kind of think, oh shit, who's that? Got a new girl in the team. No, <laughs> <laughs> got a new girl. <laughs> no, no, it's Bucky. Nah, but yeah, she's very young, but man, she's got a big um, career ahead of her. Yeah, yeah. Um, so she's. Plays a six, but sorry, sorry, almost a physique of a forward, really, like a Brad Fittler type running type. Yeah, she's solid. Six. She's got some solid shoulders too. So yeah. you see a few girls running it straight at her. Um, she can fold people just as um, good as what she can make people look on um, when no, she's, she's attacking a, as well. She's got a really bright future. A lot of these uh, players too have been have got Parramatta experience behind them in NRLW too. Nevada was there. Was was she at Eels? Yeah, she was yep. there last year with Bucky. Uh, Christian Pio. Yep, Chris was there. Tess Daines. Yep. Rakia. Rakia. Yep. Rakia's she- from Para. Right. She's been at the Dragons as well. Yeah. Um, Rakia's really good. She's so strong, so fast. Um, and she's. I feel like she's in the last couple of years. She's starting to uh, find her feet and come into her own as a player. So she's someone who's very exciting to watch. Yeah. How important, Bo, is it for this club, and not just this club, but for women's development, participation, increased numbers, for us to have so many players in our current NRLW squad who have already played for West Tigers? I think it's pretty. I think it's really important. Eh? Um, the club's done the right thing by holding off getting the NRLW license to ensure that our pathways are really strong and we have a clear direct um, pathway into the NRLW squad and and it kind of shows now that you can see a lot of our Tasha Gale girls coming through and our Harvey Norman um, players being able to um, lock down contracts so I think the club's done a great Mm. um, job there and I think it's just important to give back to those who have been at the club um, through everything Um, finishing first on the table finishing last on the table they've been here and they've grinded it out and and waited their time so I think it's um, awesome for them to get this opportunity to play and it's very deserving. It's like, you know, and when you get a new club or a new licence, obviously not a new club, but we've got a new licence. So, for example, I helped set up and I played over in Perth with Western Reds, right? New licence, bang, overnight. We had to put it all together. So you you have to import people in from all over the place and bang, righto, here's your squad. But with this NRLW squad, the vast majority of them have already played together, whether it be in Harvey Norman or Tasha Gale, and even I think some of them might have joined in Lisa Fiola mm. years. So they've already got sort of a feeling about what the club's about, right? Yeah, 100%. And then we've got a great balance of the girls that have um, signed from outside the club that are going to bring something special and help guide and mm. um, teach the girls that um, haven't yet played in the NRLW system. So I think the club's done a great job at balancing um, but also giving back in um, – yeah, we uh, on Easter Monday too when we announced I think the five girls um, we unveiled our women's champions group which is a, a donation donor group and immediately the funds started pouring through so this is purely for women's development development here at, at the club uh, I think there's some like people were pretty surprised how quickly and how much support this has already received yeah, it was massive. I think at the end, uh, sorry, the Easter Monday game, mm. they released it to the public, and by the end of that night, we had 110k in um, donors. So that's mm. pretty massive if you can release oh. that kind of stuff in one day and get so much buy. And I think the women's game, sorry, is growing so rapidly, and um, for sponsors and people who yeah. care about the women's um, sport, is if they're jumping on now, they're just riding the wave with us. And I think it's awesome that we've got a donorship um, program like that that's going to mm. give back to the young girls that are striving to be an NRLW player um, so that they're getting the same experiences that we're getting up at the top and they're also getting the same gear and 
and coaching staff and all that kind of stuff is really important because within five years, 2018, when the first NRLW started, to what it is today is a whole massive step. There's part like almost full time um, mm. players now. So if that's how it um, long it took to you know get us to this spot we are today, I think in the next five years, if we look after our young girls and bleed them through and teach them the ways early. The game's going to be skyrocketing in the next couple of years. It's been rapid the development in the NRLW the last few years, and you've seen it. I've seen it. The quality, the standard, it is improving yeah. year on year. And the last one we saw, I was fortunate enough. I called a few of the games with oh, nine, nice. loved it, and you know the systems in place. You know they play similar to the NRL in some sort of stuff, but there's often a bit less structure, I think. And but in terms of those funds that are coming in, if anyone wants to join that coterie group donor group women's champions just check the west tigers website and you can find all the links on there i I will point out a lot of that money on easter monday in the room came from quite a few of our corporate sponsors the likes of of brydens um and others quick to put their hands in their pockets but i think i think the message is quite clear there is a genuine hunger to see the women's game succeed and with that hunger, people are putting resources behind it. Yeah, and it's awesome to see, and it's awesome to be a part of this uh, inaugural group that gets to see the um, the funds go up and see the corporate sponsors and everyone putting their hands in their pockets, happy to throw money yeah. at us. So it's awesome because I can remember those days where uh, you know the players before us used to um, do raffles at pubs and stuff yeah. like that just to fund. Um, their registration fees or fund their gears and stuff like that. So now to see um, sponsors mm. throw cash and are happy to throw cash at us, it's it's like a real blessing. Well, look, look, they're not silly either, by the way. They're, they're putting their money in and, 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 and talking corporate speak here, they want to return on their investment, most of them, and they're seeing that the eyeballs that's attracting are in broadcast. So they're not silly, right? They yeah. can see that this product is going to be successful and they're all really happy to put their their name to it, which is great, you know. Um, how let's talk about your injury. So it's been a really long year for you, right? Almost twelve months out of the game. Yeah, you must be seeing light at the end of the tunnel. Where are we at now? When when are you sort of fully fit and ready to go? So yeah, it's been the longest year um, of my life. Just. At this as an adult, not being able to play footy and do stuff that you really, really enjoy has been like a massive bit of yeah. uh, bit of a headache for me. But I am five weeks until I will be um, back into full time training. So Benny, um, who's a part of our club, has been looking after my rehab since uh, November last year, and he's been putting me through the ringer. But honestly, can't thank him enough for being able uh, for just being able to um, help me out and you know work around um, my working schedule as well as his training schedule that he has to help with all the other teams. So he's uh, he's been the man. Ben Mussolino, right? So, yeah, he's helped your recovery. He was the one that threw the gridiron pass that I tried to chase and snap, <laughs> snap the Achilles. Snap your Achilles, yeah. Mm. So he's a light at my tunnel, but maybe the, the cause he of your put, tunnel. He, oh, he didn't put his hand up and say, Chris, can I help you with your rehab? Yeah, unlucky. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought of that. Where where's he been? Um, but I so I, I sort of know what you're going through. But I mean, the mental battle, Bo, and, and so we know Adam's now gone for at least a year, and it'll be his third knee reconstruction. I wasn't aware that you. you this is your second. Yeah. So this is my second as well. Does it does it get to be a time where you think, oh, I won't come back from this? Is that? I think once you've done one and you've made your comeback after that one, you know that you can, no matter how many more times you have to do it, you know that um, it can be done. Uh, obviously, as you get older, the um, priorities of getting back to play aren't as um, big as what they are. But once you, you've done it once, you know you can come back. The next time you do it, you just know that the process, how it works, it doesn't make it any easier going through it a second time, but yeah. um, you just know that there's, it's not the end. Because it doesn't just affect, you know, your career, your footy career, but it's those other th- all those other things in life that change. Yeah, exactly. So I was when I done my knee, I had to take time off work to be able to um, obviously recover and have surgery and all that kind of stuff. So I lost 
you know, a big portion of my income. Um, and I was lucky enough that I jumped over to the Tigers community team mm. a little bit later. And um, the club have been really good and really helpful in that kind of space. But yeah, it's tough. You get all, all of a sudden as an athlete, you've been training, you know, seven days a week and playing. Yep. And then all of a sudden you've got all this free time that you've, you can do what, all those fun things that you always wanted to do that you've put to the side because you want to be mm. a professional athlete, but you can't even do those now do because it. you can't move or you can't walk or yeah. it's uncomfortable. So, yeah, I think the mental um, battle with ACL injuries is probably the biggest um, obstacle to overcome. I know when I had done my ACL, if you see the footage, I started crying straight away because I just knew my season was finished and yeah. it's a long road to recover and I already know that um, – I'll be out and I'll be out for a long time. So I think mentally it's the biggest um, issue. I had uh, Christian Welch from the storm. And yep. um, as soon as I done my knee, he reached out over Instagram and sent this cool as message of just encouragement and all tips and tricks on how to. Um, Did you know him? No, I don't know him. I seen him on TV, but I didn't know him from a bio soap. And he oh, reached nice. out to message all these cool little tips like drink, bone broth or something like that yeah, yeah, all these yeah, yeah. cool like really helpful tips that um he sent through and i thought that was so cool that someone of his caliber yeah. the man playing for the storm don't know him from above so but he's reached out and um sent me a message and a really really nice message and i was a pretty starstruck but real yeah. heartfelt moment so anytime any of the other girls um get injured or I see some of our girls um, go down with ACL injuries I'm straight back onto my screenshots from his message and I'll send it straight through and just say hey girls Christian Welsh reached out to me when I got injured this is some really helpful tips on how to stay mentally strong how to physically get better and how to lean on your the right support systems to make sure that you're mm. um, going in the right direction so yeah uh, after he messaged I was definitely a Storm fan after that that's beautiful, isn't it? That's rugby league, right? Yeah, we are exactly. one community. 100%. Whatever and club you you're go, playing yeah, for. You, as soon as you go through those kind of times where you're injured and you're out, out of the game for so long, I think it's your kind of duty mm. as a person or as an NRL player, NRLW, even just a footy player, to reach out to those who are injured or going through the same situation that you would have went through and mm. um, send them those kind of messages because you know how tough it is and you know how dark it can get. And our thoughts are with Adam too, and I yeah, spoke to 100%. him um, at the game on Sunday, and and he's he's upbeat. He's he knows what he's got to do. So what you're just talking about there, he's done it a couple of times. He knows the path he's got to take. So I guess you can sort of plan in your head where where you need to be and make some milestones, some day by day, week by week, little yeah, little, little goals. And it is those little milestones and the um, little goals that you set that kind of make the journey a little bit easier and a little less um, daunting, but. Yeah, I think journaling was a massive thing that um, Christian Welch sent through to me. And I journaled from the day I went in from surgery until the day I had my first training session, um, running session. Brilliant. And I can look back, you know, 12 months ago and see how, you know, sad it was. <laughs> and then I can see now that I'm running and, you know, Benny's putting me through all these tough as running sessions and I hate it and I don't really want to run and, um, you know, gas, my lungs are gas. But then I think back to those days at the start where I was moaning about how I couldn't move out of bed or how I couldn't go down to training and join in with mm. everyone else's session because I was injured. So I, you know, I go back into my training sessions and my um, schedule now and I'm so much more grateful that I'm out there crunning, but I'm doing it. I'm, I'm out there and I'm involved. Well, the good news is you're on track to start pre-season right with at the end of may with that with the nrlw squad so that is great and it's a, it's a great story and um some great advice there too for, yeah. the, for the likes of anyone that suffers a, a long-term injury your name botil lovely name unique name i've never met another botil before um tell us about the origin of your name yeah so i was named after my great 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 Grandmother who um, moved from Denmark to New Zealand back in the days. Um, she had seven children with her and her husband and she was pregnant. So they came via boat to New Zealand. Um, as soon as she got there, my great-great-grandfather uh, passed away in a tree lopping accident. So she was left in New Zealand to raise seven kids and um, then an eighth kid. And um, she managed to stay strong and be able to do that kind of um, life. And uh, my mum and my parents decided to um, name me Botiel after her and just because I've got three older brothers that I'm going to have to battle in um, in my coming years so yeah they um, decided to name me after her just giving me a you know a strong powerful female name and yeah I'm pretty stoked that no one else is called Botiel as well so yeah. 
It's nice. So that was your gra- grandmother? You know, the great 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 grandmother. Yeah, yeah. Back in the days, great great grandmother. Wow. So that's how you ended up in that little small village. Yeah. Oh, I'm not too sure where she sailed to, but um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's how we ended up in New Zealand. And my yeah. dad's obviously Maori, so yeah. um, my mum and dad met, and then here yeah. I am. You talk about your dad and, and being Maori. What did that mean to you when you it was the All Stars? What year was? So I started playing All Stars in 2019. Yeah. And then I've been there ever since, other than obviously um, this year that's gone past. Um, yeah, it's a real special moment. I've been blessed. I've been able to play for Australia, um, the Jillaroos, in the 2019 Test match. But then I'm very lucky that I get to represent my culture. Um, it's a, it was a massive um, decision trying to choose between the Jillaroos and the Kiwi Ferns. So um, the fact that I get to, you know, give back to a country that's given so much opportunities to mm. me and my family in Australia and play for Australian with Australian jersey, but then also give back to my ancestors and be able to represent my culture so proud, proudly is, yeah. um, is massive. I love um, playing in the All-Stars match, and I think that's one of the um, highlights and always will be the pinnacle of my career is being able to put on the um, Māori Ferns jersey and um, play on the big stage and, you know, show we come to Australia and we um, lose a lot of our language and um, don't live the same lifestyle as our family back in New Zealand. So to be able to show the girls in Aussie that you're Māori by blood, you're not Māori because you're born in New Zealand, you're not Māori um, because you're from New Zealand, you're Māori because your ancestors were Māori and this is who we are and this is who you'll always be. You never should be ashamed of that. And I think that's pretty um, pretty cool for us girls to um, to be a part of that and it's yeah, yeah my favorite time of the year um j- just on on last year again with the that maiden premiership the harvey norman women's it was just a a milestone moment for this club um you weren't able to play obviously because you're out injured but you were there and you're were, you're were right in, in the thick of things this year the the team f- hasn't made so that's just finished and well they're into the finals now but we didn't make the finals was that was that a major disappointment given we were the, the reigning premiers? Yeah, 100%. I think it was um, – for me, I'm not even on the field and I feel quite disappointed. And um, um, I feel for the girls that are all playing Harvey Norman, this would have been the first year that we didn't make finals as a club and this is our fifth year in the cl- um, in the, mm. in, the uh, in the Harvey Norman system. So it was, yeah, very disappointed. Um, and it wasn't from a lack of effort or a lack of attitude. It was just our time wasn't right and um, – you know, it's always good to be on top and be at premiers, but it, um, it makes it quite tough because now you're not the underdog anymore. You've got a lot um, to mm. prove and a lot to uphold. So, yeah, definitely diff- um, disappointing, but we go again next year. And um, the girls have all played together and built combinations, and hopefully that will work in our favour coming in our W season. Yeah, and there's gonna, there will be a lot of crossover too. So um, you'll be able to play NRLW and also Harvey Norman, right? It doesn't mean if nah, you're playing Harvey, NRL. Harvey's finished for the year, so once yeah. NRLW's um, started, it'll just be NRLW, yeah. and then next year you'll be able to... Go again and do back. both yeah. going forward. Um, the Centre of Excellence. So I see a lot of the team and the girls around here. Uh, you can't help but hear them. <laughs> They're down the other end mostly, <laughs> but my goodness, there are some very noisy girls amongst them. Yeah. Um, very happy. Girls just want to have fun, right? But yeah. they, they have always chirpy laughing, carrying on, um, they enjoy their time being here. 100%. Um, obviously, not being full-time um, athletes, we all have to work and, and, you know, live outside of footy. So once we come back to training, it's um, you're here. this is kind of like an escape for some girls. We're here to enjoy and let loose and um, enjoy each other's company and you come to training to get away from everything else. And um, the more you can have fun, the I always believe in um, if you can enjoy your footy and have – um, fun that's when you play your best so we may be a bit loud and we apologize for that <laughs> that's all right <laughs> but as long as we've got good culture good vibes no, around it's, the team we're sweet it's fine because they, as you say they've all got jobs or you know a lot of them are school teachers i think as well and they would arrive here sometimes it might be five o'clock or six o'clock so most of the office staff are gone but yeah sometimes i'm working back <laughs> yeah, here or whatever that. and, no, that's <laughs> right. i enjoy it who who uh can we single out a couple of the girls that are particularly loud loud um i reckon tess have you met tess yet tess yes, Staines? Yes, yeah she's yeah. the funniest yeah. out the gatest person <laughs> that i've ever met she's like a cowgirl kind of country bumpkin well, that she, just yeah. has the funniest from leeton 
yeah, she, Riverina. Yeah, she's, yeah, she's from out in the Wops as well. And um, not the Wops. I'm from my family's from out that way. Yeah, that's out in the Wops. <laughs> the Wop Wop. Yeah, well, out what, in the what? bush. Yeah, yeah, out um, in the country. But yeah, she's a lovely girl, man. She says some of the funniest things. Um, just being like a country bumpkin, and yeah. it's kind of very. Um, well, that's a nice story too, because she's come from the Riverina and, and came up here, and she's like, sacrificed a lot to yep. you know chase this NRL, um, NRLW dream, or just chasing the footy dream. Absolutely, it's you know you got to um, give credit where credit's due. And come on, those so girls, Tess Day, who else? Who else is Tess it particularly Day. loud? Um, you, you're not quiet either, are you? It's just quiet. I, I am pretty quiet, not really, but yeah. kind of. Yeah. Oh, well, the the thing is, is, you love they love you. We just love to be around each other and we all bounce off each other. So brings it to this this place then, the Centre of Excellence, the Zurich Centre. Um, and the girls utilising that gym, loving it. And I see see them down there quite often. What has the Centre of Excellence done for the women's program? Oh, it's been amazing being able to do everything in one spot. We don't have to travel to another field. We're not drain, training out of, you know, those... Water cabins. Yeah, or just those stink-ass gyms that have a couple of things that are all broken, but you've got to be grateful because <laughs> someone's got to be, be there and it's better than nothing. But, yeah, being able to do all our recovery here and not have to pay or, you know, take time off work so that you can go and buy a mass, um, pay mm. for a massage or go yeah. and pay for recovery. Like, everything's in the one spot. We can, we've got girls that travel from Camden. We finish training at 8.30. they got to get back out there. Yeah. We've got a couple in Blue Mountain, so to be able to come upstairs – cook us some dinner, have a shower downstairs, do all your recovery, you just have to go home and then you can sleep and worry about work the next day. So it's been really, really helpful. And um, I think we'll be able to see in the next few years the you know the facilities like this and um, all the recovery and everything that it's been helpful for us to do is going to show yeah. in our performance. It might just sound like you know, it's, it's little things but simple things, but they are all – they add up and are really important. Like – being able to come here and, and have a swim or a spa and then go into the nice kitchen and, and have those ready meals yeah. in the fr- – I had one the other day, actually. Are they any good? It's all right. It yeah. was salmon and pumpkin or something. The leftovers there. <laughs> yeah. It was good. Yeah. But you're right because it's different to the NRL boys. They're professional, fully professional. All these other players pretty much have other jobs yeah. that they have to juggle. So it's a bit different um, yeah. helping prepare – the NRLW team. Yeah, exactly. And because we've got other jobs, when we are here, we've got to go home and get ready for life again to go and do it all over again um, the next day. So to be able to just come to training, do your training, do your gym, do your recovery, have a feed, have a shower, go home. All you have to worry about then is work. You don't have to worry about making sure you've got everything sorted for And then there's kids um, as body. well. I don't yeah. know we've got some mums in the team. Yeah. It's a pretty cool day. Yeah. To see mums Brilliant. being able to, you know, do mum life, work, train, and Can you juggle? Oh, I don't even have kids and I'm struggling <laughs> to juggle. So, man, they it's, uh, they do a great job. Yeah, yeah. For, uh, finally, in the, we're in the, the middle chunk, in terms of participation for growth numbers, the female game, for us, our pathway system, how important is it to have the NRLW team? Yeah, I reckon it's very important that, you know, the girls in our um, grassroots and the girls in our Aurora Academy and Lucy Fiola teams can see a clear pathway straight into the NRLW and you don't have to keep jumping clubs or finding a new spot for yourself. You can stay at the club. Um, I think the NRL would do a great job at um, talking about those players who are loyal to one club and um, all that kind of stuff. And so for girls to be able to stay at one club from juniors all the way through is something that they should be proud of and it's a possibility these days. So I think it's really, really good. We've got a massive catchment as well. We've got Balmain mm. and we've got MacArthur in Group 6. So there's plenty of talent out there Absolutely. being able to look after it and keep it within um, our catchment and, yeah. you know, steer them to the Tigers as, as um, massive. And you girls are a great advertisement too and the Centre of Excellence and there's so many reasons that they would want to aspire to be mm. someone like yourself. Brighton's lawyers are the lawyers you know and trust. If you require legal representation, then why look anywhere else? Call Brighton's lawyers on 1800 848 848. Brighton's lawyers, we do support you in your time of need. Let's have some um, some questions from the crowd. We have got quite a few through, so you are a very popular guest, yeah, like you said. Um, again, that's on Instagram. Just direct messages uh, behind the Royal West Tigers. BTR is the Insta handle and you can DM us there and you can also drop us a, a voice uh, memo as well. Uh, I'll go through a couple of here. Uh, this one is come through from Troy Maguire. Uh, hey, Bo, um, what would you say your greatest quali- qualities are 
as a leader? Um, oh, great question, Troy. Um, I reckon I'm very understanding, I'd say. I like I'm very genuine and I care about like the players in my team and I think um in order to get the best out of everyone you've got to, you know, show a little bit of compassion every time, but then you've got to kick them up the butt mm. when they need it. But being there for each other and being genuine when I am there for um them as I think would be a good quality to have. So a couple of teammates here as well. Yeah. A couple of messages. Saucy ones in there. Um just trying to vet them as we go through. I'll, I'll, I'll drop them out if they are a bit too saucy. <laughs> Afina, um, what's been the highlight of your career? Highlight of my career? Um, Afina is... Afi, she used to play with the Tigers. She's now yes. a part of the coaching staff in our Harvey system. Yeah. Um, got a laugh. Highlight of my career, I feel like I have quite a few highlights. Um, Maybe a Tiger-related highlight would be when I got to play with Emily Curtin at um, Parramatta. Yeah. She um, has been deserving of an NRLW contract for many, many years, but to see her go from um, Tasha Gow at Tigers all the way through and get contracted at Parra at the same time as me. And I um, presented her debut jersey for our Harvey Norman team um, a few years ago, and then I was lucky enough to present her debut jersey for NRLW at Parramatta, so that was like a pretty... Yeah. proud big sister moment and um oh heaps of love for the curtain sisters and um i always want to see them do real good things so that was pretty cool just on the curtain sisters and this is a question from the crowd from me yeah because i can because I'm, <laughs> I'm the host of this right yeah i didn't know they were both like world champion fighters muay thai yeah they're like five-year champion um fighters muay thai fighters um they seem so placid yeah until you see them rolled up. Where are the quiet girls? Yeah, exactly. If I ever need to get a too lippy on the field, I'm straight behind them. <laughs> so I'm sure um, they handle the wrestle. Yeah, we did some okay. wrestle stuff and they like flipped me on my head once and I thought, sweet, thank God you're on our team. All right, perfect. Got another couple in here. Oh, another teammate, Christian, P.O. Uh, can we get a Bukana? Can we get a Bukana? Oh, yeah, count us down. Yeah. Yeah. Go three, two, one, and I'll give it to what the camera. Yeah. Sweet. Three, two, one. <laughs> I like it. That's okay. I like it. Well, thanks, Chris. That's, that's me. I love that. Oh, right down the barrel too of that camera. Um, and finally, mate, uh, this one is from. Michaela, I'm not sure if uh, a former teammate or if this is just okay, one of our listeners. Um, and thanks very much to everyone. If we haven't been able to get to your questions, direct messages on Insta, West Tigers, BTR. Uh, have you ever done anything, Bo, in the NRLW that you weren't supposed to and that the referee missed? Oh, that's a great question. Um, well, I'm sure you've broken the rules at some point. Yeah. We all not do. On the field. Definitely not on the field. The refs are great at picking up everything. Oh. Um, Off the field? Oh, this when <laughs> when I first played in Combank, um, the like the field announcing person came to do like a quick little interview. MC, ground announcer. Yeah, yeah, yeah ground yeah, yeah. announcer. And he came and he asked how cool it was to, you know, play our first game in the Combank Stadium. And um, I swore. Oh, I was like, a, high, yeah. a Chris Hino moment. Yeah, respectfully, as respectful as I, I just was so passionate about how cool it was to play in the stadium. That what are I we just, talking? What sort of level of? Um, oh, just the F word. Oh, you dropped an F bomb. Yeah, that, well, that's not that's the only swear word, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, no, that's beautiful. Yeah, he that's said how good. good it was, and I was like, oh yeah, well, it was. Good. <laughs> oh God, mean. no, Bo, that's beautiful. That's raw. Yeah. That's that was yeah. That's live. That was yeah. When I get passionate, I forget how to say real work, like yeah, no, it's cool good. words, and that was the first thing that came to my. Uh, mind. You're a true fight. Now uh, you, you should, you should go have a chat with Chris. Hotana, yeah, I missed that one. Did he swear on TV too? Did he swear? Oh, is that in the graphite? Two thousand and five. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as you get off here, I want you to go and just Google Ask it, him. YouTube it, well, oh, no, yeah, and then and both. He's out there. Yeah. He's wearing like the double, triple pluggers in today. Very casual look out there. Yeah, Mondays. Must be casual Mondays, not Fridays wow. anymore. No, I want you to go and chat to Chris about, about that. Um, all right. Well, that is uh, questions from the crowd. Um, there's the clock up there. So we've only got five left. So we'll rattle Sweet. through. Favourite five. Yeah. So this is, hasn't been – you think we're a bit mm -hmm. scary coming on here. Yeah, it was. It's all good? Yeah, it's all good. Righto. Bo Till, Betty Welsh. Um your favourite five here, right? Yeah. Could be anything. Well, 
It'll be what I've written. Favourite moment in rugby league? Playing-wise or... Doesn't matter. Favourite moment in rugby league? Well, I think I've got a new favourite moment. Um, did you watch the uh, Broncos play? Who, who did the Broncos play on the weekend? And Isra Mam did that flick ball to... Yeah, he's a quality player, Ezra, isn't he? What's that fella that got, has gone to Broncos from Rabbitohs? What's his name? Not Cody Walker, the other one. Reynolds. He did that flick, flick ball to the Reynolds? <laughs> I didn't watch it. That that was my new favourite footy moment at the moment. Gave me Benji vibes, but like a yeah. modern ben, Benji vibes. What about, talking about moments, Stainsy's Superman try on Charlie Sunday? Charlie Stains. How crazy was that, eh? We just had got into I the channel. It. Oh, you missed everything. <laughs> I just missed it. I was doing something in the <laughs> But my kids showed me last night in the highlights. Some of the these wingers in the NRL play it, like, how crazy do they get? They're like up. Out, yeah. in, yeah. like the they acrobatic bend moves. They, they, they defy can... gravity. Yeah, I feel like when I dive, I'm like a sack of potatoes. I just hit the ground. Just yeah. But he had to, if he hadn't dived, if he hadn't dived, Divin dived. If he hadn't dove. dived, dove, he wouldn't have scored. He yeah. had to do that. That was cool. So that was, was a real cool moment. All the kids had just gotten into the tunnel when we seen that too. So that was real cool. Yeah, like he knew like instantly I've got to get over there and he and he did. That was um anyway, we digress. Which of your former teammates did you enjoy most good times with off the field? Oh. Now that doesn't have to be former teammates, it can be current as well. Current. Oh man. You see me at my rarest form. I haven't though. I haven't got a bit of liquid courage. I haven't seen you with the liquid courage. Ah. Have I? No, I don't I think I have. <laughs> <laughs> um good times. Um, probably Nevada George. Yeah, I think she's seen me through some of my toughest and some of my coolest times. So I, okay. I reckon her or even M M seen me on my um at Mad Monday on my yeah purest form of me Emily Curtin. Yeah, she's been lucky enough to sober drive me a couple of times and look after me. So a three pronged question, right? So I want favorite food, favorite movie, and favorite band. Favorite food, I like lots of things other than vegetables. Um, you don't like veggies? Nah. I like green ones, but all those other colours are just too extreme. <laughs> I've only just started on salads, so. Um, You've been food. a salad dodger? Yeah. I've been like a whole healthy food dodger for a lot, of, a lot of my life. Yeah, oh. but now that I'm putting on a bit of KGs, I've got to learn to love that well, green stuff. Um, Favourite food? Oh, KFC. <laughs> can I say that? Sure you can. <laughs> they are a sponsor. Oh, uh, yeah. I'll plug them as our sponsor, KFC. That's your favourite. Yeah, I'm off KFC for the next six weeks, so so that's tough times ahead. Okay. But that's okay. Okay. Yeah, KFC's KFC. in there. Extra M- salt movie. And the chips. Have to. Oh, you can't Extra salt and the chips. Yeah, I know. I love salt. I have an addiction to salt. That oh, is God. probably something I shouldn't tell Noddy. But um, favourite movie? Oh, the Avatar. Have you watched Avatar? It's been the my new favorite. one? Yeah. It goes for like 500 I hours. Haven't. Best movie. True? Yeah, I watched the first one at um, the movie theatre. For me or kids? No, nah, everyone. Yeah. All welcome. Avatar. Avatar. All right. The blue one, not the. No, because I watched one. the original one way, oh, way yeah. back. Yeah, they I reckon were big the Avatar. people, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, the big aliens. Or another second, my second favourite would be um, Rise of the Planet of the Apes. That whole, se- that whole um, yeah. saga of movies is my favourite. Planet of the Apes. Yeah, have you watched another that? Another role. I watched it back in the 70s or 80s. Have you watched the like, recent no. one? Oh, it's so good. Caesar good. can speak. And he teaches the rest of the monkeys how to speak. Yeah. It's lit. Oh. Okay, favourite band? Favourite band, 660. 660, have you heard 660? I've heard of them, but I wouldn't know what songs they play. Oh, they're a New Zealand band. That's probably my favourite band. They're the only band I've been. Any change? Get anything out there? Oh, I need a liquid courage if I'm going to sing. Okay, <laughs> yeah, fair sorry. enough. All right. Uh, question four. What? Uh, who is the biggest joker in the West Tigers women's team? You might have... Biggest joker? Tess was loudest, we thought. Tess was funniest. Like Funniest. So she's, uh, she's funny because she's strange... Yeah, Lee country. she's a bit strange. Yeah, respectfully strange, though, not weird. Strange. Country bumpkin. Yeah. Okay, your favourite all-time women's player. Ooh, favourite all-time women's player. Yeah. So this could even be before NRLW or could before, be... Oh, my favourite for ages was Nakia. Have you ever heard of Nakia Davis-Welsh? She's got Welsh in the last name too. Freedom different. She's the mm, man. No. If you look back at Nakia, she's playing at when Parramatta, she... actually. Now... Um, this yep, she signed with Parramatta for the NRLW, so we'll get to see her again um, soon. She's uh, been off; she's had a couple of babies, so 
but she's still sharp and strong and she was a fullback. Yeah. Yeah, so. Because they do have a very good, they did have a great fullback Yeah, she last played year. for um, Jellaroo's back in the days too, um, Nakia. Who she was Parramatta fullback last year then? Gail brought Gail. Her. Yeah, but she's yeah. gone up to the Bronx. Great, okay. So yeah, that's so opened it up I'm, for her. I'm pretty sure she's gone, I don't know if um, Nakia's gone to fullback, but yeah. she was one of the sharpest fullbacks when I was first starting um, starting to play footy. Yeah. She played when Sammy Bremner was injured, I think, for the Jellaroos, or they were um, rotating those yeah, two. Yeah, yeah. She's the man. Okay. She's an Indigenous girl, so she's yeah. sharp, skillful, yeah. very good. Yeah, so she's one to watch in the next coming um, yeah. season, in the next coming years as well. Well, it'll be our first game. Oh, yeah, two. You might be wearing number one. That, would be that be the goal, well. I guess? For yeah, you, hopefully. Right? I think so. That's the goal. Um, i just got to get my lungs sorted. Well, there you go. So it could be you up against your all-time favourite. Favourite. <laughs> yeah. Bring it. Oh, it's scary, yeah. One final one for me then, uh, and we'll finish on this. Favourite NRL player? Favourite NRL player. Or current be, or former? Used to be Isaac Luke. I used to think he was a man, but I reckon um, Roger Tuivasa-Shek is like, I always wish I could play like him. I think he's a man. Well, you must be stoked that he's, yeah, he's coming, coming back. back. He's making the comeback. Yeah. I'm yeah. pretty excited. Nice. Anyone, Dali M and the Warriors weren't even doing very well and how do you win Dali M if your team's not that great at that time but up the wires at the moment Roger mm. yeah it has been a, a real pleasure Bo having a, a chat to you um, thanks for, for joining us yeah. it wasn't scary at all yeah, it wasn't scary thanks no. for having me though no, this was actually my pleasure quite cool. I'm, I'm sure everyone and thanks to everyone getting involved as well uh, sending those questions through good luck with the injury um, and let's hope you hit the hit the ground running with pre-season training NRLW and uh Thanks for joining us on Behind the Raw. No, thanks for having me. Well, you know the drill. Uh, we'll do it all again next week. Uh, same time, same place. Thanks again for your company. Until then, show your stripes. Behind the Raw, the official podcast of West Tigers.